This podcast is brought to you by the Amateurs Fantasy Sports Network. Hello and welcome to the, I guess it's the second episode, but the first episode of 2024 Fantasy Amateurs Podcast. It's Mark here with Rob and Ryan. And uh, boys, we've had a long, it's it's kind of the unofficial start of the NRL season. We've got a uh, a, a bit happening and, and how we going, how we how we've been since the, the grand final. Rob, uh, we, we had you a couple of weeks ago, but you're a bit sort of patchy. Yeah, that was uh, pretty patchy audio all around, wasn't it, with the um, recording on Teams? But it's all good. It's um, Happy New Year's, boys. Um, it's good to be back. It feels like a long time since the grand final, doesn't it? It certainly mm. feels like a long time since the Warriors got bundled out um, by the Broncos. But, um, no, I'm keen to rip into 2024. And, um, yeah, I've made some – we've all made some uh, some draft teams and we're keen to crack into it. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, Ryan, I know you have been uh, astutely, dedicatedly keeping up with all things NRL fantasy related over the last couple of weeks while you've been on holidays. And uh... <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, in between uh, glasses of wine and uh, yeah, beers, absolutely. Yep. Nah, love it. And taking a photo, I see you got a photo with uh, Nathan Cleary while you're over there. It was Sean Nathan Johnson. Cle- it was Sean Johnson, <laughs> mate. Yeah, no, it was... <laughs> Nathan Cleary's busy, mate, with Mary Fowler. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Goats don't have big chins, mate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's actually a good point. Uh, that's a good yeah. point. All right, uh, so we're going to begin our team-by-team review sort of pre-preliminary look series, I guess we'd call it. A uh, bit of an interesting preseason for those that are sort of keeping up with what we're doing. We had our uh, previous episode where we went through our ladder predictor. So we're going to do reverse ladder predictor order for these podcasts, uh, which means we're starting with the Dragons today. And, boys, uh, Dragons' new coach is probably one of the, the key points here. And, Ryan, your man Shane Flanagan takes over. Yeah, no, the uh, the prodigal son returns um, this time on the other side of uh, of the Shire. Um yeah, it's it, it'll be interesting to see what kind of impact he has. I guess it's he's a uh, a little bit more of a successful. He's got that history of success um, at Cronulla. Mm. Obviously, some dodgy stuff there as well. So it'll be interesting to see uh, what a proven coach, or I guess a coach that's proven himself before, can do versus some of the uh, the uh, subpar coaching options they've had in recent history. Yeah, and I mean to be frank, this Dragons team could probably. You know, they could probably use some PEDs at this point, given the roster. <laughs> but, uh, Rob, as you know personally, the uh, injection of a new coach with some new ideas can can sort of spark a bit of life on a uh, protected wooden spoon uh, team. I know you were uh, calling for Sean Johnson's head this time last year and, and a Warriors spoon, and, and we saw what happened to them. Do we see a, uh, a Sean Johnson-esque season from Ben Hunt this year or with, with the new coach or what? Yeah, I, I I mean, Ben Hunt wasn't that bad last year, was he? I think it was just a, their team, their roster was just kind of devoid of much talent, and then they got a few injuries and um, the coach was no good. I, I think they'll be better than no. 
I don't think they'll be better than last year. I think they'll be worse than last year. I think their team has um, got worse on paper, if that's possible. Um, Do you think? I think so. I was just having a look. Like maybe, maybe their team hasn't got worse, but maybe they're the other teams have got better in the in the kind yeah. of bottom four element, like bottom four kind of wheelhouses, which is where we're mm. predicting these guys to land. So you're yeah. right, like in that they've got a few more um, people around the edges, Tom Eisenhurst and um, you know Paul Turner, and I, I don't know. It's not really like people to move the needle. Jaime Sally is, is a good get. Um, yeah. And if Jake Little is healthy, uh, the rest of the guys just don't really move the needle for me. Um, but we'll, I'm sure we'll go through it a bit more in detail. Yeah, absolutely. And um, you, I mean, you could have just said spoiler alert before you went through all the, uh, the additions to the team here, but uh, <laughs> no, nah, that's all right. Uh, they do. I think they've sort of added, a couple of solid pieces, but no needle movers. Uh, I mean, we'll we, you'll, we'll go through the list top to bottom. The fullback position, it's really a race of two guys between Zach Lomax and uh, Tyrell Sloan. Tyrell Sloan, big off-season of uh, missing out through injury. I think he had a broken thumb and a syndesmosis, and he's kind of only just come back. But he, he was sort of, you know, putting in the, the time in training. I guess it really is going to depend this I think the fullback position probably more depends on what they do with Jack Bird I think that's probably the the biggest question here Ryan don't you think yeah absolutely and I think the biggest question for Jack Bird as well will be the health health of his knees like is he still capable of getting through 80 minutes um, week to week Uh, Mm. he certainly was struggling with a lot at the back end of last year he was able to push through at the beginning of the season but as the season wore on it's um yeah it's Mm. really brought his season to a halt so yeah i'm not too sure maybe his role is just going to be in that bench utility limited minutes manage him now moving forward um Mm. yeah it'll be interesting to see yeah well i mean that seems to be his his best role in the team which would allow the Lomax Suley center combination Sloan on the uh, at fullback and and sort of they get a, a you know as much of a strike winger as the Dragons have they really just sort of don't really have a lot of options there so it may be that the best choice here is to is to run Lomax at fullback put Sloan out on the wing and and get inject some sort of some speed out there. Uh, so that's kind of how we have it projected at the moment with Lomax lining up at fullback. He's going to lose his defensive workload there, maybe gain a little bit of attack and running meters, but he's going to sort of be plus minus. And he's one of those guys, Rob, that I'm sort of looking at uh, not early in the season at 590K, even if he gets the duel. I think I'll just wait and sort of uh, see how he looks late season. If he's a goer, then then I'll jump on at that point. Yeah, I think he'd be if he was at fullback, I think there would be a big, or at least a bit of a bump um, from last year because he was pretty good last year. I I think um, in your article, you talked about the center position being quite good on the whole, Um, Mm. but his, his goal kicking is really helpful. Um, I don't know we don't think they're going to score a lot of tries, but um, I think he'll be, I think he'd be good at fullback. What is happening with Cody Ramsey? I think that was going to be my, my follow-up question. Has he? There's, there's that. And there's also the point that I actually don't think he's their goal kicker this year. Do you think it's Flano? Yeah, well, I mean, career-wise, we sort of jump around a little bit here. But, mm. um, Ryan, I actually think you might – this may be one of the few preseason conversations that you participated in with young <laughs> Flano being a uh, a Sharkies sharpshooter. 
Yeah, well, no, well, he was uh, a, a great, great spy back in the day. Yeah, I remember he had a few, you know, a bit of a run for Cronulla there um, as a cash cow. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see which way they go. I'm not convinced he'll be the starting 5'8", but in a world where he is, if he does get that goal kicking, he will be an interesting option. Um, if he doesn't get the goal kicking, even starting, I'm not convinced he's a buy, but uh, I think that's one potentially for the trials. Yeah, I think it's more like he may, it's either, you know, Lomax gets the goal kicking and Flano's a, a void or uh, Flano starts and gets the goal kicking and Lomax is a, a big trap is probably the, the point. And I guess, you know, for the draft players out there uh, looking to, to sort of gun up at the position in centre, I think there's a few guys that I would prefer than, than Lomax. Is that a fair sort of statement there? Yeah, well, especially with the uncertainty and uh, our projected season outlook for, for the Dragons. Um, he's, I mean, he's still a, a good option, especially if he does start at fullback, he'll get that dual position, but mm. which, would, yeah. which would make him handy in draft. But um, yeah, probably a little bit slipping down a little bit down the, uh, the draft board. Mm, yeah, speaking of draft, I uh, just want to sort of put it out there. I've been doing a bit of work on some draft content while I've been sort of kicking around at home. Uh, I've already started the uh, the big sort of draft rankings article, but I've got some other ideas for some uh, some draft stuff. So anyone that's interested in draft, keep eye, keep an eye out there, and and maybe if we can persuade one of the interns to run a uh, amateurs draft league, something something, we'll we'll get that going. But we'll see how we go. Uh, moving across to the wings, we've got Tyrell Sloan listed as a winger along with Michele Ravalawa. Uh, obviously, Ravalawa has been pretty good, pretty solid, and he's you know he's kind of a you know draft only type of guy. Sloan on the wing would be significantly worse, even at fullback. I don't think he's a buy. So I guess we probably just move on to the centers with Moses Suli, who actually does I think have a little bit of value, like maybe like two or three points, but. Not somebody that we're targeting, and then and then Jack Bird we've got listed here as the other center, uh, obviously in line for a massive drop in price if he was to do that, uh, and and sort of this whole Dragons backline, you know, seventeen projected team. Rob, we can probably just stay as far away from that as possible. Yeah, I think we're all hoping for a lot cheaper options in the centers. There, because if. If we don't get those cheap options, there's going to be uh, a lot of kind of scramble around for these, you know, less than ideal suboptimal options in the centres, and and then Moses Moses Hawley might become more relevant. But uh, I just think there's going to be better options. You don't really want uh, an outside back on a you know bottom four team if you I mean if you can avoid it. So yeah, I guess unless um, unless they're a fullback like Jareen Buller who offers a lot of you know tackle busts and that kind of thing. So. Mm. Um, I, I, boys, it is just worth noting while I'm here that Corey Allen's also a dragon now. I, I didn't see that. Maybe he's, maybe he's a possible fullback as well. Queensland uh, origin hero. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of options. Love the uh, dragons, and none of them good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, speaking of bad options, we might move on to the halves, uh, where you know. Uh, Somebody who took a really bad option was Teletau Moan. Uh, he's uh, having his contract put through the shredder, uh, which means that Kyle Flanagan and Ronald Volkman are going to battle it out to partner Ben Hunt in the halves. Uh, assuming, I, I mean, Rob, you can probably talk intelligently to Volkman. I, I have been 
uninspired is the word that I would use from what I've seen so far. Uh, but, I mean, he was good in his Roosters time when he filled in, but then maybe not so much last year for the uh, the Waz who were, you know, playing downhill. Yeah, I think um, Webby just lost all confidence in him in that Dolphins game. Uh, I think it was the last game where they really rested everyone good. And then he really, because of his performance in that game, Webby didn't really trust him in that first round of the finals either. Um, so it just seemed like he fell out of favour with the Warriors. Played pretty well in reserve grade, actually, last year. Um, I went to a couple of games before. But it's just the competition level is not the same um, in first mm. grade. So I don't think he's really first grade quality. And I certainly don't think he will be at the Dragons. But I guess the replacement level is not that like high. Like He could, he could jump in for... Flanagan and probably do a job like it's not I don't think they're too different yeah. in terms of like their quality so he might mm. get a go at some point and he's he, he'll be really cheap right so yeah, yeah. I, I I think obviously much more interesting is Kyle Flanagan Ryan you sort of alluded to the fact that uh, without the goal kicking he's a uh, uh, a hard no, I think maybe. Um, I, I was I found it really interesting listening to he he ma- sort of made some comments uh, in a in a uh, a preseason sort of presser where he basically said something to the effect of like, uh, as we all know, Ben Hunt's main strength is his running game, and and you know me sort of steering the team around the park and doing all the kicking it will free him up to sort of uh, operate that way. Uh, it may be that that Flanagan's actually not the five eighth. He's the halfback and Ben Hunt's kind of the, you know, the, the running, you know, attacking threat. I mean, he's, we've seen that from him as a, as a strong player. Yeah, potentially. Um, I guess, geez, that would be the, uh, the coach's son. He's going to kick the goals. He's going to do all the kicking. He's going to get the halfback jersey. Geez, that'd be, that'd be good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, that would make it we, very. We've seen it. We've seen it before. <laughs> yeah. Famously works. Yeah. Yep, never fails. Um, makes, oh, look, makes, obviously... you, makes you a grand finalist, I heard. <laughs> yeah, no good in origin, but... <laughs> oh, dear. Um, yeah, look, that would make him a very enticing option. Um, look, I think I'm operating on the premise that Ben Hunt is still going to be the dominant um, kicker in the side. If that's not the case, if we get an indication of that in the trials, then I'll uh, rethink my stance. Um, but... Yeah, again, if he gets the goal kicking as well, regardless of how much in-play kicking he's doing, I, I think um, it makes him a much more interesting option as well. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I'd sort of be looking at him as, like, Lachlan Ilias, maybe yeah. is like the, you know, but Lachlan Ilias is, he averaged 37 last year and he doesn't kick goals. Mm. So, you know, it's, a, it's probably a, you know, mid-30s to low-40s if he's kicking goals, I think, uh, and sort of a low to mid thirties if he isn't kicking goals, which is kind of, you know, it's awkward. And like, if he, if he's not goal kicking, he's a much easier leave than if he is goal kicking. I would say that. Yeah. Mm. It's almost a bit like yeah. Sandon Smith, isn't it? But like on a worse team. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So Ben Hunt, he's a draft only selection. Obviously if something happens to Jacob Little and he moves into the hooker job, then we'll reevaluate that. But, you know, we'll we'll see what happens there. Uh, Rob, you sort of mentioned uh, moving to the middle forwards that Hame Selly's joined. Um, we've got Hame Selly uh, operating as the uh, starting prop with Blake Laurie with uh, Jack DeBellin 
you know, at lock. I think uh, there was a couple of people talking about some upside with Jack DeBellin. And, I mean, if you do isolate the games where he played over 50 minutes last year, he did average 62.8, which would give him some nice upside. But, I mean, uh, Ryan, speaking to Shane Flanagan's forward rotations, uh, he did have guys there in Gallon and Fafita that used to play a lot of minutes. Uh, so, I mean, uh, are we... Are we looking past Jack DeBellin even at the 57 break-even? Yeah, potentially we could be. Um, as soon as you said that, I, yeah, the, I had the same sort of thought of uh, Flanagan's forward rotations with Gallon and Fafita playing them for 60-plus you know, minutes uh, week in, week out during uh, Cronulla's premiership run. Um, and, yeah, look, that's certainly possible. I think maybe people are overlooking him because of the new coach. Like, you don't know what the rotation's going to be, but uh, taking into account Flanagan's uh prior history, there's evidence to suggest there that uh, DeBellin's still going to be in that big-minute role. Yeah, it's actually... I, I'm This is kind of doing a little bit of a scout here now. Uh, so Paul Gallen uh, in 2019... Was that the year they won? No, they won 16. No, it was 2016, yeah. 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 I'm just looking on footy statistics. They only seem to have, like, the newer stuff... There was five games Gallon played without Andrew Fafita, where he only averaged 50 minutes, uh, but he averaged 55 minutes with Andrew Fafita, uh, which I thought was weird. But definitely Fafita, I'm sure. I remember that uh, season where Gallon missed a bunch of games and Fafita was like a 70-plus average um, I'm just gonna yeah. In, that under out. the old under the old scoring, he averaged uh, 63 and a half in 2016. Yeah, without Paul Gallon, oh no, there's there's too many games here. Uh, he he retired. No, that's what are we what are we doing here, guys? Look at 2018, maybe. Yeah, so 2018 games where Paul Gallon didn't play, he averaged 73 minutes uh, for 72.8 points crazy yeah that, that, i remember that seven round seven eight nine ten 2018 that was great i was at my uh my old place i was in the depths of winter with fafita captain yelling every time he did an offload which was we need lot. more we need more fafitas <laughs> and marty to powers just like throwing the ridiculous offload where they're getting like four yeah. or five offloads he a was week. definitely in his own fantasy team at that point for oh, yeah. sure like it doesn't just, it just doesn't throwing offloads anymore. for fun yeah so much fun yeah, yeah. Like you, you don't get the guys averaging like four offloads a game. Maybe mm. Tino. He might be in his own fantasy team. Well, this is what I'm looking at here. He averaged 4.5 tackle busts and 4.3 offloads uh, at an average of, yeah, he, in his last two games, he had a Trilus 92 and a Trilus 86. <laughs> yeah. I miss him being a genuine captaincy Love option. That. Eh? Love, so love nice. that, love that. Yeah. So, yeah. for comparison, Jermaine Hopgood led the league in uh, offloads last year with 56. Oh, geez, 46 is. Uh, it should be like two and a half a game because he would have played uh, like 22 games. Yeah, or two, 2.3 a game. So, like, it's a little bit of a drop off to the, the four a game that Fafita used to throw and Marty Tapao was up oh, there as well. Lo- mm. Yeah, love that. Love Bring that. Bring it back. It's a shame. Yeah, I miss it. Uh, yeah, but uh, I mean, circling back, Hame Sale. Is, is kind of an interesting one. Uh, I really, you know, he was one that, that dropped through my uh, quality assurance process. So for those that uh, that are, have made it to 20 minutes of talking about the Dragons, 
uh, we can loop you in on a little bit of, of stuff that we've been doing in the off season, which is basically um, we had a bit of a look at uh, historical data of amount of fantasy points scored on average per week per team compared to ladder position. So, like, for example, the teams that scored, like, that came last or, you know, in the bottom four, they scored a certain amount of fantasy points per week. And, um, you know, we, we sort of did our initial projections and then went back and checked it against historical data. And and we had to do some downgrading of some players, uh, particularly on the the bad teams and and Sally was one that sort of copped a little bit of a clipping so he uh you know he, I initially had him sort of he's break even 33 I could have had him in the high 30s but he sort of landed at 36 um but I mean I, I'd love to see him in a is there a world where DeBellin gets clipped by five and Laurie gets clipped by five and and they sort of level the minutes out and Sally's a 45 minute guy and and is a value uh, it, it's possible. I don't know if I'd trust it week in, week out. Generally, in most teams, there's one guy who's that like 35 to 40 minute prop, and then yeah, uh, yeah, you've got your your main your main props playing the bulk of the minutes. So yeah, I, mm. I, I wouldn't bet on it, but it'd be nice. Yeah, yeah. I, there's a couple of other guys I prefer, uh, and I mean, at 450, you can sort of you know let it, let that one go through to the keeper and and target somebody who's a bit cheaper, I guess. But um. Yeah, that's it. Uh, Jaden Sewer is going to play one of the edges, little baby hands. Um, yeah, really small hands, really big fantasy points. Not enough to be a keeper. <laughs> yeah, he, and, he, um, unfortunately <laughs> affected by injury a lot last year, Jaden Sewer. He's going really well um, with his sweet little hands. And then all of a sudden he got hurt. So <laughs> Baby hands. I don't know why I think, that's um, so funny, but it really, it really is. It gives me every time. Uh, <laughs> I think the new version of that video is the um, Chad Townsend um, big Christmas Day guy video. Big, the seen. big guy, the big guy guy, big big blank guy. <laughs> it's so yeah. funny. Uh, for anyone that's not in on this joke yet, go and watch any of Chad Townsend's like videos that he puts up. He's well, like, someone, oh, someone he's made such a, a dad in me. of all of the. It's like a forty-minute like buffet review that he did. And, and so yeah. made a super cut. I think it was on Punters and Dribblers. If you're on that um, fantasy yeah. page, um, he's like, oh, I'm a big, I'm a big, you know, roast beef guy. I'm a big, big chicken big guy. Bread I'm guy. A big, big bread guy. <laughs> big sourdough guy. Everything. <laughs> yeah, he just yeah, he's but it's pretty funny. Yeah, I'm a big Chad Townsend guy myself. But oh, yeah. I love he got Chad sti- Townsend. He, he got stitched up. He's actually played um, for all three of our teams that we support as well, which is which is just really nice. Wheels up, and uh, uh, the, new, how- the new halfback coach for the Cowboys as well, James Maloney. <laughs> um, yeah, that is a reunited premiership. That's good signs yeah. for the Cowboys this year. That's such anyway, a good. That's a good so- signing, actually. <laughs> Somehow we've managed to talk about almost every single player in the 2016 Cronulla premiership winning side while we're going through the Dragons. It's my yeah, kind of I podcast. Mean, it's we're talking about Flano, you know. Just to really rub it into Clint, um, our Dragons fan, just to make him listen to Cronulla chat. For his podcast. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I'm pretty sure anytime there's any sort of dragons related chat, he just like mutes it every time I'm talking because so he just, yeah. Just winds him up too much. Yeah. No. All right. Speaking of winding me up, Tom Tom Eisenhoof, boys. Is, you know, I, so there's a world here. So there's this is a three man race, this edge 
uh, spot, the left edge. Jack Bird, obviously one of the options there. Dan Russell, the other one, and then and Tom Eisen, who I think this team is just looking for a bit of leadership, and I think he's going to play some minutes on that, you know, some strong minutes on that left edge. Uh, I'd really like to see him because at 424K with a 31 break even, I really like him for like a mid-40s average this year uh, if he can nab this edge spot. Yeah. Do you know he's 31 years old? I believe it. Yeah. I, I, I just, I, I would have had no idea. I just Googled it right then. Because yeah. I think Dan Russell was quite good last year, but it, he really doesn't, again, move the needle much. Mm. Tom Eisenhuth is more the, you know, seasoned veteran slash battler. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I think he's just got a lot of tackles in him. Like, yeah, you know, just, sure. you know, sure. solidify the edge. He was averaging 30 tackles per game in a top four storm side when he played in the, actually, no, that's, there's got some center games in there as well. Has he played 80 minutes much? Uh, he has two 80 minute edge games, Ever. one for, one for 60 points and the other for 22, but that was against the, uh, 2021 C- turbo sea eagles. Yeah. Um, the- he's also got a 71 minute, 57 and 43. So, I, I mean, I, I like I have him for like 65 to 70 minutes for like 42. If he starts. Yeah, if he starts. Yeah. Obviously, if he doesn't start, he's, you know, he's an easy avoid. But Bench fodder. I, yeah. I, I, I just feel like the Dragons are looking for a bit of leadership and I think they want to come last better. Does that make sense, Ryan? Come last better. I don't know what that is. <laughs> The, you know, like more levels to last. Yeah, like you know, like the Tigers when they came last last year. It was just like it was. There was nothing good about what happened. Like it was all like aside from them just kicking the shit out of the Cowboys. Their entire season was just a, a like a level of disappointment and like just you know pea-hearted efforts. And I think like Tom Eisenhuth, he's like a winning culture. He's I'm a big winning culture Tom Eisenhuth guy. You know, like I think he's just. <laughs> I just think he's going to, like, <laughs> I think he's just going to come in, you know, steady the ship a little bit. The Dragons are just, like, this is a team full of losers, and I'm, I'm sorry, but it is. Like, you know, even their leading players, like, you know, you look at, like, you know, Ben Hunt, who, you know, his best season was marked by a pretty severe loss, and then, you know, he's been sort of having the shit kicked out of him outside of State of Origin for a while now. And I mean, Jack DeBell and uh, no comment. Uh, <laughs> so I, 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 I think they really could just use a guy who's, you know, been around his experience. I think this is the type of guy that Shane Flanagan's going to want on the park for a, a lot of the season, uh, pending injury. But, because outside of him, who's actually played finals footy for any of these players? Not Bird. a lot of them, eh? Bird. Yeah. Well, not for the Dragons, but. No, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, no, that's a good point, Mark. Right. Well raised. Yeah, just a, just be, a thought. Uh, just... could, he could be Flano's new Luke Lewis. Could be. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh. that's what we want to see. <laughs> but a grub, just, though, like, a mongrel. Yeah, I've got him penciled in. I just think he's a solid guy. Like, he's just a good team guy. You know, just leave him with your grandmother, no problems. You know, that's the sort of, sort of, sort of player you want on the park. Uh, Jacob Little, last man to finish off. Uh, he's uh, Ryan... Uh, you could talk about Jacob Little. You love him. I know. 
<laughs> yeah, again, like I've been saying this, I think everything I wrote and said about him last year still holds true today. Um, it's all about minutes for, for Little If He's playing 65 plus. I think he's uh, he's a buy. Um, it just depends which way Flano is going to go. Is he going to run a, a bench utility who's playing 30 minutes? If it's Flanagan on the bench, then he's probably a pretty clear stay away. Um if he chooses to run like three forwards with Tom Eisenhuth as the utility, well, then I'll probably be lining up to buy Jacob Little. But um, yeah, look, mm. Little has always had the potential to average in the 50s if he was to play 80 every week. It's just he's never received that and it's not clear cut that he's going to. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, even at like 65 to 70, he's kind of a fringe player of interest. Uh, and then obviously 80, he's... He's good, and it's going to depend on the other hookers, I think, as well. Mm. Yep. Um, the bench, Francis Molo, Michael Molo, Couch Boy, Dan Russell, who cares? Uh, Paul Turner, Utility, yep, no worries. Uh, uh, I, I guess that's kind of the extent of my thoughts on the Dragons. Boys, any uh, any additional comments here? No, I think it'll be watch and see with the bench makeup, as Ryan said. Um, I'm I'm not sure there's any world where Little plays 80, but mm. if he plays 65 plus, then wheels up. So, yeah, just pay attention to what their bench looks like, uh, but probably stay away from anyone else on the bench. Yeah, so I I think a short summary of the Dragons. I'm watching for Kyle Flanagan to see if he's kicking goals. And I'm watching Tom Eisenhuth to see if he starts, and and you know those two things happen. We're, they're in the team, and and off we go. Is that a fair fair comment? Yep. No, I agree. Um, I think really the only sort of uh, sample size we have to go on on hooker minutes under Flanagan is Jaden Braley, and he was sort of a sixty to sixty five minute guy um, in 2017-2018, Obviously, very early on in his career. Um, yeah. But yeah, we'll we'll see. Doesn't fill me with hope. Wonder if we uh, we see a Volkman bench. He comes on, pushes Ben Hunter hooker type jobby. Ooh, that would be. If awesome. we get a, okay. if we get a if we get a twenty minute hooker Ben Hunt, sixty minute halfback Ben Hunt, that would be really interesting for me. Yeah, that would push him up into the high fifties, I think. Yeah, just those extra tackles. Yeah, Ben Hunt yeah. at hooker right, is just let's keep an eye on fantasy that. gold, eh? I don't, I don't. I don't think that's going to happen. But I'd love it too. No. no, good. I like it. Good job. Good job, everyone. Only correct information delivered. Good job by you. First, uh, first podcast, twenty twenty four. All correct information. Uh, it's only down here from boy. Downhill from here, boys. <laughs> that's here a good ending. Hill, that's boys. ominous. That's ominous ending. Down here from hill. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nothing could possibly go wrong. <laughs> yeah, shut your mouth. All right. Um, yeah, I guess I guess last of all, uh, make sure you jump on the website, www.amateursfantasysports.com slash NRL. Jump on, look at every single team. We've got lots of sort of baseline level information there on every player projections. We've got team lists. We've got forward minutes. Uh, there's going to be player articles coming out. We've got about five or six player articles done already. We've got a game theory article. There's going to be some draft content coming. You can... You know, obviously, go in there, buy us a beer. Would really, really nice. Uh, you know, five dollars. Uh, yeah, it's uh, you know, it'd be nice. Otherwise, uh, you'd jump on and um, get involved in the uh, you know, the pickle bet 
you know, side of things. Obviously, if you're going to do that, make sure you gamble responsibly and, and all that great stuff. Um, What's the code, the code for Picklebit, Mark? Uh, you just got to, when you sign up, just, just put the word amateurs into the into the, the, the promo code thing. You don't actually get anything for doing that, by the way. They just It just lets them know that you, you came from us. It'll help split the show. It all helps. Um, it all helps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's it. Um, yeah, cool. All right, we'll see you next episode where we are going to go through the, uh, I guess, go through the next worst team, which is going to be the West Tigers. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. Love you guys. This show was brought to you by good friends at Picklebet. You can support the show by changing your regular bookmaking provider to Picklebet and using the code AMATURES on your first deposit to let them know where we found you. Make sure to set a deposit limit because chances are you're about to lose. For free and confidential support, call 1-800-858-858 or visit gamblinghelponline.org.au.